The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's Steve, that's me, try to solve your long-running relationship issues in 10 (laughs) minutes or less. How are you doing today, Steve? Wow, I didn't mean to derail your whole train of thought there by just jumping in with it's me, so I guess I'm doing better than you. I knew it was going to happen. I paused for you and it still threw me off guard. I don't know why. I'm combobulated. Oh, I can't even say combobulated. Never mind. I just took away my whole argument. This this bodes well for this episode. (laughs) We are are full of great advice today, but at least we have a good question to start us out with. Ah, What do we got? All right, here's the question from a listener. He says, hi. Uh, my parents got divorced when I was seven, and I hate my dad. He was mean, scary, etc. Anyway, at the moment, my mom is dating. I am okay with him. I mean, I don't like anyone she dates. Anyway, I want to learn to accept him. What do I do? Nice Ooh. and to the point this week, Steve. Take it away. I do like that. You know what I'm actually really curious about is how old the letter writer is. I'm guessing young, possibly teenager. Um... In fact, I would probably bet a dollar this would be a teenager. So here's the deal on this. You're, there's a couple things that jump out at me. Parents divorcing at seven means things started, the train began to derail long before age seven. You don't get divorced overnight. Just decide one day to wake up and get divorced. Even if there's an affair or like a smoking gun kind of thing, uh, the roots of an affair grow deep into the history of a relationship. So my guess is the parents were already having some difficulties from about the time the, cl- the letter writer became sentient. And when parents go sideways toward each other, they'll, they'll withdraw. And when men start to get depressed and feel a little out of control, they get angry. And I don't know the dad if he's surly kind of in general or if this is a five, six, seven-year-old little girl's um, or I don't even know if this is a girl, honestly. I don't think. It sounds like a woman writing, but uh, from a little girl's perspective, dad's got a big voice and he's big. And if he's mean because he's angry at mom all the time, I imagine that she can internalize a lot of that. I'm going to assume it's a she. So bringing that forward, the fact that she is not all that keen on mom dating is an interesting paradox for her because on the one hand, she doesn't want mom to be with dad, who she hates. On the other hand, she doesn't want mom to be with not dad because that's taking mom away from her. And that's really a lot of what this is about for kids. When one of, when, when you're little, James, your parents are your gods. And if one, <laughs> I don't care what religion you are. Kids don't get that. But here's what they do get. Parents are big. They, they, uh, they know everything. They have money. They have keys. They drive these things called cars. Parents are strong. They throw you up in the air when they're playing with you. Like your parents are your gods. And when one of your gods gets ripped out of your universe and you don't have any control over that, man, that is the worst feeling of loneliness and abandonment and befuddlement, just confusion for kids. And that gets projected forward. So I'm saying all of this to wrap around to if what she can settle herself with, and again, I'm just going to assume this is a she, that... Uh, mom isn't leaving you because mom is trying to be happy and find another partner in life. And maybe mom can step up and try to reassure the letter writer of that. But my guess is that's where a lot of this is coming from. She doesn't like her dad for reasons that dad probably earned, but she's sort of throwing that onto her mom's partners, partly because that's her model in her head for adult males. But more importantly, that's the person who is now that she kind of doesn't like because it's an adult male, but that 
adult male is also taking her mother's time and attention and focus away from her. So I would say work on the relationship with mom a little bit first and then try to see her partners or her boyfriends as what qualities do they have that dad did not have, good or bad. And if she can kind of make a, a level headed list because everybody has some good and some bad and not focus on the bad all the time because mom is attracted to a certain type and I'm sure that the types she is dating have some things in common with the writer's dad and those are the things the writer is focusing on so I just threw a whole lot out there because I'm sort of thinking this through but what say you James Breakwell? Well you touched on uh, on one point I can relate to here recently the idea that your parents know everything and it's always kind of startling to realize they didn't uh, yeah. so my uh, when my parents had me, you know, they were out in the farm, and my dad was 22, and my mom was 19. And uh, being a good Catholic couple, they pumped, pumped out a bunch of kids really quick. But <laughs> looking back, like, I realized the other day that when my mom was my age, when she was 33, she had a 14-year-old. She had me. I was in high school. <laughs> it occurred wow. to me. I was like, holy cow, looking back, I thought you were so old. I thought you were such an adult. And I look at myself, I was like, I don't know anything. I'm just faking it. I look at, I look at her, I was like, you, you were just faking it too. And she said, yes, that's, uh, the jig is up. We're all just faking it. We're all making it up as we go along. Uh, yes. so, so that is that is a startling revelation. I suppose when you go through a divorce, you realize that uh, sooner rather than later. I think it's certainly a great sign that the letter writer has has recognized that you know that they are coming into this with a bias, and that perhaps you know the reason they dislike uh, their new uh, you know the, the new possible step parent or the person their mom is dating isn't necessarily you know grounded in fact or reason or anything about this new partner. It's just it's just based on their own prior experience coming into this. Sure. And the fact that they can accept that and look at that, I think, shows a lot of maturity and uh, and really bodes well. And I do think it's something they'll want to address because I have a feeling, uh, and you're the, you're the one who says all these things spiral out and affect everything in your life. But I'm sure this view of mom's partners as you know being suspicious and untrustworthy, I'm sure that's not just going to manifest itself here in this relationship. I'm sure it'll be in the letter writer's own relationships. Uh, if she does go on to date men or anything else in her own life, I'm sure she would view all men suspiciously. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's good to kind of get that in perspective now uh, to, to get a handle on that. Now, I've never been through a divorce myself, uh, but I imagine there's a, th there are a lot of things that, that you go through and that, that, you know, we can't necessarily feel secondhand. But as a psychologist, Steve, you actually work I'm sorry, but <laughs> getting choked up here. I uh, actually just choking on my spit. But uh, you worked with exclusively <laughs> with kids for a, for a number of years, didn't you? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. And so Many it, years. It, I imagine probably divorce was probably one of the top two issues you had to deal with. Was was it not? Yeah. And there's sort of a sweet spot when kids are really affected as far as long-term goes, and it's like between two and seven. Oh, really? And if you divorce during that sweet spot, it really has an impact with, on the kids because those are the years that they're learning how to form relationships. Now, teenagers get sort of pissy and angry and defiant, but they at least have a little bit of cognitive infrastructure that they're able to encapsulate like reasons. There's going to be a lot of emotion with teens because they're insane anyway. But <laughs> Teens can at least sort of pop out the other end of it at reasonably balanced in how they look at their parents, unless one is really awful, which mm -hmm. happens, of course. But as a seven-year-old kid, I think, and by the way, I just want to support one of your points, which is that's why I think this is not a, an adult yet. This is a teenager writing, because I do believe you, that what you said, that this will start to come out in romantic relationships for the letter writer later on down the road, too. But um, anyway, yes, so for little kids especially, that when things start going sideways when the kid is three or four or five, and think about this, James, 
or I'll finish that sentence. So when things go sideways, kids are three or four or five, it really has an impact on how they form uh, intimate relationships, even friendships later in life. But uh, you mentioned that uh, you were, your parents were 22 and 19. If they would have started having problems um, when you were three, say, yeah. your mom was 22 and your dad was 25. Imagine how 22 and 25-year-olds handle huge stressors in life. Like they don't handle it very well. It's just they're not, the cement hasn't hardened between their ears yet. And to have kids and now to have this divorce kind of relationship stress, they act in, in immature, lousy ways. And so I wonder if for this letter writer, if her father acted in those kind of ways, just because he was young, he didn't have a lot of life under his belt. Well, and I wonder too how much the, of a perspective issue it is. I mean, but and I, I go into this in the book I just wrote that before, under a certain age, a lot of your memories aren't so much your own memories; they're shaped by by the story your parents tell you and reinforce. And uh, and with any parenting experience, and I'm talking about typical parenting experience, maybe her childhood was totally abnormal, but there are probably good moments with your parents and there are bad moments with your parents. But if one parent is completely out of the picture and the other parent is your sole means of support and love and everything else, I imagine the bad aspects of the other parent have a way of being reinforced. I mean, the, 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 the parent who you stay with has no incentive to talk about the good qualities that drew you to that parent in the first place or the good the good times yes. you had. Because if you got married and you had a kid together, there certainly had to be good times in there somewhere. And those have a way of being erased. Uh, yep. So I, I don't know. It sounds like reconnecting with dad at this point is out of the question. But do realize that we are hu all human beings. And I'm sure there were good moments in there somewhere. And with all these new relationships as well, nobody who... Uh, who comes in with mom, there's nobody who's going to be perfect. There's nobody who's going to bring all joy all the time. There's going to be good and there's going to be bad. And I guess it's up to you to find the good and hold on to the good because now you are old enough to make your own memories uh, and keep all of those things in perspective. Yeah, and I'll just uh, finish up on your point. When you're little, the memories aren't really yours because you don't really think in language. It doesn't encode that way because you're not verbally dexterous enough. The way that it gets encoded is an emotional imprint. So all you remember is maybe being afraid of dad when he's yelling. And so as you grow older, you build this rational cocoon around it, which is, well, dad must be an a-hole, that kind of thing. I got to hate him. And plus, if mom has a little bit of an ax to grind, you're absolutely right. That message gets hammered home and set in concrete. Well, there we have it. So, uh, letter writer, you are on the right track. Give the new people a chance and uh, definitely address this now before, you know, as you get older so you can have a healthy relationship uh, with all sorts of people uh, as you grow up. And if you have a question about a relationship, it doesn't have to be romantic. It doesn't have to be a marriage. It could be like the one today with a parent-child relationship. It could be platonic between friends, co-workers, anything else like that. Uh, you can send in your questions to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E and we will address your questions and hopefully not fall apart like we did in the first minute of today's episode. But you just <laughs> you, you just never know what you're going to get with us. We, we try. We really do. <laughs> so this has been another marginally successful week of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.